1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery.
2: Breaking news: The landmark verdict is R&B singer R. Kelly is found guilty on all counts, facing decades behind bars for sex trafficking and racketeering. Tonight, after years of denying abuse of young women, this is not me. One of the biggest convictions of the Me Too era. Today's guilty verdict, forever brands R. Kelly as a predator. Biden's booster. The president gets his shot as New York's governor threatens to fire tens of thousands of health care workers who've refused a vaccine. Deadly derailment. The search for a cause in a train accident that killed three passengers, including the couple celebrating their 50th anniversary. Was there a problem with the tracks? Murders spike. What's behind the biggest one-year increase ever? We're in Philadelphia, where they're struggling to get gun crimes under control. Reagan's shooter to be freed. Forty years after he nearly killed then-President Ronald Reagan, John Hinckley reaches a deal. DEA drug warning. The alert tonight warning about a dramatic increase in fake prescription drugs containing deadly amounts of fentanyl. Facebook Reversal, why the social media giant is pulling plans to launch Instagram for kids. And Hispanic Heritage Month, celebrating America's car culture in a new light.
3: This is the CBS
4: Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We are going to begin with that breaking news from New York. In one of the most prominent trials of the Me Too era, a federal jury has convicted R&B superstar R. Kelly on all counts eight of sex trafficking and one count of racketeering, a charge usually associated with mobsters. While well, prosecutors accused Kelly of grooming young women and minors, luring them into unwanted sexual relationships. For decades, he denied any wrongdoing. And at first, his career continued to soar. His concerts sold out and 12 of his albums went platinum. But a 2019 documentary focused new light on the allegations and gave voice to his accusers. Soon after, new state and federal charges followed. And now he's a convicted sex offender. CBS's Jerika Duncan has reported extensively on this case. She joins us now from federal court in Brooklyn. Good evening, Jerika. What a day.
5: Yes, it has been a day, Nora. This is a historic case that was highly anticipated. You know, one investigator said that R. Kelly believed his fame would drown out the voices of his accusers. But a chorus of women took to the stand and described sexual abuse so graphic, we can't even go into detail on television. In the end, the jury believed the women. The verdict came swiftly for R&B singer R. Kelly after weeks of sexually explicit testimony. The 54-year-old was found guilty on all sexual abuse counts for racketeering and sex trafficking violations. It took the jury of seven men and five women around nine hours to reach a verdict. One spectator could be heard weeping as it was read. Acting U.S. Attorney Jacqueline Casulis.
1: No matter how long
2: it takes, the long arm... Of the law will catch up with you. I
3: believe I can fly. I
5: believe I can touch the sky. For decades, the three-time Grammy winner topped the charts with mega hits, but allegations of sexual abuse kept mounting. Some of them seen here in this 2019 documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Weeks after its release, he was arrested on charges of sexual abuse. He denied the accusations. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I, I'm fighting for my life. At one point, forcefully defending himself to CBS's Gail King in an exclusive interview. Robert, the prosecution called 45 witnesses, including 11 accusers, six of whom testified they were underage when Kelly began having sexual encounters with them. Prosecutors argued that Kelly ran a criminal enterprise using his fame, money and power to control and sexually abuse his victims. Victims like the late R&B singer Aaliyah, who was allegedly around 13 years old when it began. Lizette Martinez, known as Jane Doe Number 9, says she was underage when R. Kelly forced her to engage in sexual acts. If you could just describe for me how you're feeling after hearing the news. I'm feeling extremely happy, relieved. I'm so proud of the women who were able to speak their truth. Kelly did not take the stand, but jurors heard the testimonies of five defense witnesses. And Kelly will be sentenced in May of next year. He's facing decades behind bars. When I asked an attorney uh, on Kelly's team if they plan to appeal this case, he simply said there will be a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking on this one. And Nora, Kelly still faces a
2: federal trial in Chicago. But finally, some justice for the victims. Tariqa Duncan, thank you. We turn now to the COVID pandemic. Tonight, two out of every three American adults are fully vaccinated. And the next wave of booster shots is underway, with President Biden wasting no time getting his today. CBS's Errol Barnett reports tonight from New York, where a key vaccine mandate is kicking in.
3: Americans are lining up to get the Pfizer booster shot after the CDC cleared the way on Friday for millions of those at high risk to get a third dose. Some 340,000 have been administered since then, including to those who are immunocompromised. Even the president rolled up his sleeve today and while receiving his third dose addressed the nearly quarter of eligible Americans who have yet to get their first.
6: Boosters are important. But the most important thing we need to do
3: is get more people vaccinated. This is thousands of New York hospital workers face an ultimatum, get vaccinated or be terminated.
5: It's not a
7: role I relish, but I also am realistic to know that there are people who will not come back to their jobs.
3: New York's governor is considering calling in the National Guard to help fill positions. While 84 percent of state hospital workers are now fully vaccinated, that means more than 83,000 are not. You're really ready to give that up. You're really ready to give up your paycheck. Um, A lot of people at that point say, "Okay, wait, I'll go get vaccinated. That's already happened at New York Presbyterian Hospital, which implemented its mandate last week. You don't want to shame anybody. Certainly no one wants to lose a job. And we didn't want anybody
4: to lose their job. Um, But we felt that that had to be the choice that people would make.
3: New York is now one of at least six states, plus the District of Columbia, that have vaccine mandates in place for healthcare workers. Despite some protests nationwide. Do you feel then it takes a mandate to get everybody vaccinated?
4: We felt that unless we uh, had a mandate, we would not get to where we needed to get to as an institution to protect our patients, to protect our staff and each other.
3: Now, Dr. Corwin also tells CBS News 30 percent of staff in his system were unvaccinated over the summer and there was a real rush to get the shot right before the deadline. The number of staffers who missed that cutoff and were in effect dismissed fewer than one percent. Also tonight, a federal panel ruled New York City can proceed with its vaccine mandate for school staff and employees. Nora, Hmm.
2: showing that mandate does work. All right, Errol Barnett, thank you. Well, tonight, federal investigators are pouring over video from the Amtrak train that jumped the tracks in Montana on Sunday. They're looking for clues in the accident that killed three passengers. CBS's Meg Oliver reports from the scene in Joplin, Montana.
1: 911, where's your emergency? Hi, I just, I'm an Amtrak train in Montana
7: that just crashed. These 911 okay. recordings captured the terrifying moments immediately after an Amtrak train from Chicago to Seattle derailed along a remote stretch in north central Montana. And- Of the 141 passengers and 17 crew members aboard, three were killed, dozens were hurt. Today, the dead were identified as 74-year-old Donald Varnado and his wife, 72-year-old Marjorie. The Georgia couple was celebrating their 50th anniversary. And Zach Schneider, 28, of Illinois, a Green Bay Packers fan, he was traveling with his 26-year-old wife, Rebecca, who was unhurt. Today, NTSB investigators combed the scene in search of clues to the cause of the crash. The train had been moving below the 79-mile-per-hour limit at the time of the accident. The tracks went through a regular inspection just two days earlier.
6: We are not ruling anything out at this point. We have ruled everything in.
7: Late this afternoon, those cars that remained upright were rolled away. Oh, my God, it's on its side. Social media captured the scope of the damage. Rail cars tossed on their sides, passengers stranded, luggage scattered.
6: I was laying down in my, in my compartment on a bed, um, so luckily I just tumbled.
7: Andrew Sabula was bound for Portland.
6: I heard a
3: loud bang and then the cars tipped.
7: Wayne Freed was switching cars when he held on for dear life.
3: And my legs were dangling down below and the windows broke out down below, and which is how we eventually escaped.
7: Tonight, I talk with Zach's now widow, Rebecca, over the phone. She says they were traveling to Portland, Oregon, where they spent their honeymoon seven years ago. She called him the kindest, most decent person you'd ever meet.
2: Nora? What a loss. Meg Oliver, thank you so much. Well, tonight, President Biden faces perhaps the most pivotal week of his presidency. House and Senate Democrats are rushing to complete work on the president's multi-trillion dollar spending plans. And on top of that, a government shutdown is looming. CBS's Nicole Killian has all the details from the Capitol. Tonight, a high-stakes
8: showdown. Voting no says let's risk it. Over a potential shutdown. We will not provide Republican votes for raising the Congress at odds over how to avoid an historic default on the nation's debt and keep the government open before funding expires Friday. Without a resolution, agency services could be halted and roughly 800,000 federal workers would be furloughed with suspended pay. At the White House, President Biden exuded confidence as the main pillars of his legislative agenda hang in the balance.
2: I'm a optimist. I think things are going to go well. I think we're going to get it
8: done. House Democrats huddled behind closed doors tonight ahead of a possible vote this week on the president's $3.5 trillion social spending package. It includes an estimated $450 billion for universal pre-K and to lower the cost of child care, $327 billion for affordable housing, and $225 billion for paid family and medical leave if somebody wants less than $3.5 trillion, tell us what you want to cut. Do you want to cut the child care? Do you want to cut paid leave? Some progressives have threatened to vote against another Biden priority, the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, without a deal on the larger plan. Moderates like New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer say there can't be any more delays. But do you think progressives have gotten the upper hand in this process?
0: When we vote Thursday, I, you know, I don't really look this, frankly, as is- anybody getting any upper hand. I think this is about the country.
8: As for that government funding bill, Senate Republicans blocked it. Lawmakers on both sides say they don't want to shut down and could attempt another vote soon.
2: Nora? It's going to be a busy week up there. Nicole Killian, thank you. Well, tonight, a shocking news statistic from the FBI. Murders were up in the biggest increase since the bureau started keeping those records in 1960. We have more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues.
9: It's been a year of brazen violence nationwide. 23 shot, including three killed outside a nightclub in Florida. A man opens fire at a convenience store in Washington. And in Philadelphia, a shooter in a car fires on a group. Six were shot, one died.
4: Like everyone I know in Philadelphia, I am outraged by this.
9: Over 400 people have been killed in
4: Philadelphia this year alone. What can we do to prevent the next murder by gun?
9: The murder rate soared in 2020, up 30 percent, the largest increase ever. Cities like Memphis, Milwaukee and Des Moines all set
6: records. It's horrific.
9: Ronald Surpass, the former police chief in New Orleans and Nashville, says he is stunned by the firepower.
6: Multiple gunshots, powerful weapons indiscriminate use of those powerful weapons and crowds of
9: people. Experts blame the social and economic toll of the pandemic, coupled with the spike in gun sales. Three out of every four murders involved a gun. Carl Day is an activist and pastor in Philadelphia. What's going on in the streets with all these homicides?
5: What we really see now, man, is just unfortunately, we had a perfect storm in a worse way. I've seen young boys tell me that their best friends or closest friends went from being in the sports to then having access to money now suddenly had interest in wanting to sell drugs or wanting to partake in, uh, you know, violence or purchase weapons.
9: Late today in Philadelphia, there was yet another homicide. A 22-year-old man shot five times. Police are still looking for the suspect. Aura.
2: Jeff Pagay is there in Philadelphia. Thank you. Well, today, a federal judge approved the unconditional release of John Hinckley Jr. Remember, he's the man who shot and wounded President Ronald Reagan and three others in 1981. Hinckley was found not guilty by reason of insanity and then confined to a mental facility for decades. The judge said Hinckley could be freed from all restrictions. That's as soon as next June. Well, tonight, Instagram has put on hold plans for a version of its app meant for kids under age 13. The company is facing new scrutiny after a report revealed Instagram can be toxic for teenagers. Here's CBS's Carter Evans.
6: Instagram says it needs more time with parents and experts before releasing a new version of the photo sharing app for kids 10 to 12 years old. It's a stunning reversal, but parent company Facebook is already under fire from 44 attorneys general who urged the company to abandon the project, saying Facebook has historically failed to protect the welfare of children.
5: I still strongly believe
6: that it's the right thing to do. Instagram head Adam Masseri says the app is designed to keep kids safe.
0: It's better for parents to have the ability to supervise and control the experience.
6: The company is also fighting back after internal corporate documents surfaced in the Wall Street Journal showing Facebook's own research indicated about a third of teen girls who already feel bad about their bodies say Instagram makes them feel even worse. Facebook released data confirming that. But also countered, the majority of teenage girls who experienced body image issues still reported Instagram either made it better or had no impact. They just put out one page of that slideshow today.
2: Right. And that's not enough.
6: Psychology professor uh, Jean Twangy says outside research shows social media can negatively impact kids' mental health.
1: Instagram really can't be fixed in a way that would make it safe for kids 12 and under. I mean, it's already not particularly safe for kids over 13.
6: This Thursday, Facebook executives will get a grilling on Capitol Hill. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles.
8: You can host the best backyard barbecue. You find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.
2: Tonight, we're following new developments in the mysterious death of Gabby Petito. A memorial service was held Sunday for the 22-year-old near her home on New York's Long Island. The manhunt continues for Petito's fiancé, Brian Laundrie. Tonight, his parents' attorney says speculation that they assisted Brian in avoiding arrest is, quote, just wrong, and they do not know where he is. All right. Tonight, there has been a rare public safety alert from the DEA warning of a dramatic increase in overdoses and fake prescription drugs containing potentially deadly doses of the painkiller fentanyl. These counterfeit pills are made to look like prescription painkillers. They are being sold on the street and online. More than nine million fake pills have been seized just this year. Tonight, we're observing Hispanic Heritage month, month with a fresh look at a piece of America's car culture that was once condemned. Len Ramirez of our CBS station, KPIX, takes us for a spin.
4: So, you ready to roll? Cruising San Francisco's Mission District and Roberto Hernandez's 1964 Chevy Lowrider is both a thrill... We're just for you, bro. <laughs> ...and a journey through a civil rights struggle. And wow. you were arrested for doing this? Yeah, I was arrested hunting 13 times. Did that... Push you over the edge to file the lawsuit in federal court. Yeah, and being brutally beaten, um, on the street and inside, uh, the police station. I was done. I was Young Latinos drove flashy cars that rode low, hopped and danced on three wheels. Low riding was labeled as bad boy behavior. We were stereotyped. Oh wow, how can they afford these kind of cars? They must be selling drugs. Hernandez won his lawsuit against San Francisco's police. Now forty years later, he's curated a museum exhibit. All riders are in music videos, they're in movies, they're in commercials. Forcing the police to back down was only the start. We become role models for other people in our community. Because we are human beings and we got a we got heart, we got soul we got spirits. Once a symbol of bad boy behavior, now a celebration of Latino culture. Len Ramirez, CBS News, San Francisco.
2: Tomorrow, the battle over masks in schools with kids caught in the middle. We speak with parents in a COVID hotspot about their fears. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Thanks for joining us here in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
9: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail.